This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 4th of August. In your Sport Today, Advance Australia at the Olympics, Norway's new Superman, why all the records keep falling in the velodrome, and the Aussie cricketers put in a spin. This is your Sport Today. Gabs, it was a huge night of Olympics action. I had TVs, laptops, tablets all running at the same time, but it was necessary as plenty of Australians progressed in their knockout events. There's lots to choose from, but let's start with the Kookaburras winning their way into the gold medal match in the men's hockey. Fez, I'd hate to see your electricity bill for next month, (laughs) but you're right. This was real tense right up until Australia sealed a match with a very late goal to beat Germany 3-1. The Kookaburras lost to Germany in the semis of the London Games back in 2012, but they got their revenge last night and they'll now face Belgium in the final on Thursday night. It was a great night overall for the Aussies. Harry Garside is into the semis of the lightweight boxing after he won a split decision in the quarters and is now guaranteed a medal when he fights in the semis. You might be wondering why he's guaranteed. Well, losing semi-finalists each get a bronze in boxing. And in basketball, the Boomers were strong favourites against Argentina and they really made a statement with a 97-59 win to advance to the semis where they will face the might of the USA. That was a huge win by the Boomers, but as good as it was, Captain Paddy Mills said they haven't done sh- well. They haven't done anything just yet. Uh, it's been a great 24 hours for Mills. Uh, this morning, he signed a two-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. He'll now be playing alongside the likes of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. That's a well-deserved contract for Paddy. Now, the Aussie women's volleyball team, they beat the number one seeds Canada in three sets. This is another upset at the Games, and they now face Latvia in the semis. The Stingers, that's Australia's women's water polo team, they went down to the Russian Olympic Committee 9-8 in their quarterfinal match, and that ended a great campaign in the pool. The other highlight of last night was the return of Simone Biles. She hadn't competed since pulling out of the USA's all-round team event on mental health grounds, but last night she was back on the beam. Yep, and wasn't it great to see? She came away with a bronze medal, but you know what? Just seeing her back out there was the most important thing. She said after the event that her mind and body weren't in sync at these games, something that was out of her control. I thought she'd done enough to win gold, actually, but I guess that says more about my knowledge of gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese athletes were very, very good. Uh, there were whispers this could be Bile's last Olympics, and if so, we've witnessed one of the great Olympians. Today's trivia question, how many Olympic medals has Simone Biles won? Those watching the Olympics will have noticed all the world records that have been getting broken. And while they've all been impressive, there might not be one more spectacular than that of Norway's Carsten Warholm in the men's 400-meter hurdles final yesterday. This was superhuman stuff. Warholm won the gold in 45.94 seconds to break his own world record by nearly a second to become the first man to run sub-46 seconds. Warholm and American Rye Benjamin, they were neck and neck for most of the race, but the Norwegian pulled clear at the end. Now, 
just to put this in perspective, Benjamin's time of 46.17 was also lower than the previous world record, and he still didn't get the win. Former world champion hurdler Colin Jackson said it's up there with Usain Bolt's time of 9.58 seconds in the 100 metres and Flojo's 10.49 seconds in the same race. Now, when you compare to those legends, you're in pretty good company. Yeah, you're in pretty good company, Gabs. It was astonishing. And how about after the race, he rips his shirt open like he's Superman and then the music director plays the Superman theme song. Shout out to the music guy. That's almost as good as a run. If you haven't seen it, there's a link to the race in your episode notes. For a rundown of the key events coming up today in Tokyo, check out the Tokyo Sprint. It's in your podcast feed right now. While we're on world records, there's also been a whole heap of them tumble in the velodrome, like heaps, we're talking Gabza, with the records getting smashed every day, and there's a reason for it. Yeah, it comes down to a few things. The athletes, they deserve plenty of credit. They're in peak physical condition. Technology has improved the bikes they use, but perhaps the biggest reason is actually the climate in Japan. It is very hot in the velodrome, which you'd think would slow the riders down. But the humidity is so high, it actually offers less resistance. Humid air, like that in summertime Tokyo, offers less resistance than dry air, which is why the riders have been able to zip through and post crazy fast times. One of the rules I found interesting is that the bikes they use in the velodrome have to be made available to the public, but they don't come cheap. Uh, The bikes used by the Malaysian team are worth around $40,000 US. Probably not for me, Gabs. Uh, I was well into puberty before I lost my training wheels. Well, I can't ride a bike and my financial advisors probably be happy about that. $40,000. $40,000, yep. So save up for one of those. One of the big stories of the games in recent days has been about a Belarusian athlete that has taken refuge in the Polish embassy in Tokyo. She was essentially kidnapped and told to board a flight back to Belarus, where she would have had to explain why she criticised an Olympic official from her home country on social media of all places. Yeah, so we're talking about Kristina Tsimonovskaya, who complained on Instagram that she had been asked to compete in the 4x400-metre relay because of some poor decision-making by national coaches who wanted to put her in a race that she didn't think she had prepared for. Now, this didn't go down too well back home where political tensions are high in Belarus following heated protests last year. Tsimonovskaya was meant to compete in the 200-metre heats on Monday but was instead taken to the airport where Belarus officials tried to force her to board a flight back home. But she didn't want a bar of that uh, because she feared she would be arrested when she landed, so she alerted Japanese police at the airport and asked for IOC protection. Simonovskaya spent the night at the Polish embassy and it looks like she'll move to Poland once the Olympics are over. The IOC is now formally investigating the matter, so expect to hear much more on this one. Away from the Olympics, there's been a lot of that on today's show. Uh, It wasn't a great start for Australia in their T20 series in Bangladesh overnight. The Aussies, they went down by 23 runs as they struggled to play spin yet again. Yeah, probably a good thing this one wasn't on TV. The Aussie bowlers did a good job to restrict the host to 131 from their 20 overs, with Josh Hazelwood doing most of the damage with three wickets. But without their big names, batting has been their Achilles here lately and the run chase couldn't have started any worse when Alex Carey was dismissed with the first ball of the innings. Mitch Marsh continued his fine form with 45, but only two other batters reached double figures. Not great signs ahead of the World Cup, Sam. 
Yeah, they're not great, uh, but there's plenty of time before uh, that tournament and the big guys have still got to come back. As you said, Gabs, it's not on TV as a deal couldn't be struck and it's actually the first time in 27 years an Aussie men's cricket tour hasn't been shown on Australian television. In other cricket news, England and India begin their five-match test series tonight at Trent Bridge. I might have to get the tablets and TVs and phones all out again, Gabs. It's just too much sport on. There's never enough sport, Fez. Time for Catch This, Gabs, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up. And today, Australia's got another gold medal pretty much in the bag. Uh, Matt Welcher and Will Ryan are way out in front of the men's two-person dinghy 470 class. They've just got to avoid crashing or getting disqualified and the gold is theirs. Uh, Some people have been asking how the scoring system works in sailing. Um, Basically, you want the lowest score possible. There are 10 heats in most of the races and you get points according to the number you finish. So first gets one point, fifth gets five and so on. The best nine races count towards your score so you can have a bad one. Uh, The top 10 teams, they keep their points and they go to a medal race where double points are on offer. Walcher and Ryan, those guys lead by 20 points, so even if they finish last, they can't lose the gold. Go Australia. Now, Fez, there was some pretty loud MVP chants at Yankee Stadium yesterday, but it had nothing to do with the players. Instead, the crowd were giving it up for a cat that had got on the field and held up play for roughly four minutes after it stayed in the outfield and bemused ground officials who just couldn't herd it in. Now, we've popped a link in the episode notes, and you can check that out right meow. Oh, no, Caps. Uh, The answer to today's trivia question, uh, Simone Biles has won seven Olympic medals, four gold, one silver, and two bronze. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. 